Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining me on this fine and very cold Friday evening. That is, of course, if you're if you're watching live right now on our YouTube channel, Beyond the Silk Curtain's YouTube channel. And we're also live now on Facebook. So if you're joining us on Facebook, please uh, thank you for, for watching. And please check out all of our other live podcasts, such as The Hangover with myself and Brian Anthony Davis every, every Monday. There's The Curtain Call with Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. That's uh, every Wednesday night. There's The Cat Room with one of the uh, one of the, the dudes from Australia. There's the Touchdown Under Show with Maddie Peverall and 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 Mark Davidson. And one of those Australian dudes are the ones who uh, who do the cap room. Uh, one of these days, I'll, I'll figure out which one which one that is. And then there's the Scobro Show with with uh, co-editor Dave Schofield and his big brother Rich. There's the Steelers Preview, and I think that's it for the live shows. And you can catch those on 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 any audio platform. And we also have audio-only podcasts, such as The Live Mike with Michael Beck, The Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, Let's Ride with, with co-editor Jeff Hartman, uh, The Retro Show with, with myself and Brian Anthony Davis. And we've been doing a lot of Super Bowls lately, and I think we're going to do another one on Monday for, I don't know when that airs, but that's when we're, we're going to tape it. So please check those out. And of course, as always, check out Behind the Steel Curtain, the website where we bring you news commentary breaking stories uh film breakdown draft stuff you name it as we like to say it's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs 
And before I get into the heart of the show, I just want to welcome everybody to, to the live chat. There's Lumberzack, always a favorite. Uh, let's see, Jared Devil, George Teston, who's becoming a regular. Givaldo Ramos Givaldo. I don't know if I said that right, but it sounds it sounds uh, like a really cool name. So welcome. Uh, uh, Javier Mori, Steeler Chick 46, who's also becoming a regular. Thaddeus Kennedy, Steelers Pittsburgh. And yes, uh, to quote Lumberzack94, please don't forget to like the video. We're trying to get up to uh, 8,000 likes on YouTube. I believe that's where we're headed. But we're all, we, 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 Brian F.A. Davis, the, the, the podcasting manager, he's done a great job, along with Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield and Michael Beck and everybody else on our team. We've, they've done a great job of, of, of really uh, bringing, uh, bringing our, 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 our podcasting uh, game to a whole new level since since the summertime. It's really remarkable what what what, what, what they've been able to do. So uh, please check it out. There's a lot of great content, a lot of great Steelers uh, stuff, and 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 you'll never go you'll never go hungry if you're hungry for the Steelers. If you if you check out behind the steel curtain. So please check us out. So uh, bad Steelers here. Coffee for me. I don't know what that means. My man Terry T Money. It was his birthday last week, and I'm a birthday guru. I remember birthdays all the time, but for whatever reason, I forgot Terry's birthday. But he's a—it he, was a special day last last weekend. He's a big time Pittsburgh sports fan. Loves the Steelers, loves the Pirates, loves the Penguins. He's a Pitt alum. He he, he goes well back in the before time. He went to all the uh, as many Pitt football and basketball games as he could. I'm sure he's excited about the Pitt Panthers basketball team and, and how it's uh, had a bit of a resurgence under Jeff Capel. Uh, so uh, say happy birthday to Terry if you get a chance. Great guy. So anyway, uh, on that, on, on, on having said all that, uh, ooh, here's what I'm going to touch on. And I guess, I guess I'll touch on it right now. Thanks to Thaddeus Kennedy. I, I was going to save this for later in the show, but, but he brings up uh, – a really great article from, from a former Steeler. And, and, and Thaddeus says, anybody read the article by Cordell Stewart that came out yesterday? Yes. I read that today. I read some of it yesterday, but I was busy today. I had a chance to read the full story and it was fantastic. I think he, I think it originally appeared in the, in the player's tribune. A lot of uh, athletes uh, write articles and, and, and I read it on Yahoo today, but I think it it's from the player's tribune. But anyway, it, it Cordell talks about, his time as a Steelers quarterback and, and uh, the, the, how, how things quickly went, got, got, went from uh, uh, great to, to ugly for him here. I mean, he was the toast of the town back in 95, 96, 97. He led the Steelers to the AFC championship game in 19, in, in 97, his first year as a starting quarterback, he took over from, for Mike Tomczak. Uh If you remember Cordell was a second round pick in, in, in 95, Sorry, I, I went. I uh, I froze there for a second. My screen froze. I, I was distracted. But anyway, uh, Cordell he he was a second round pick in 1995 out of Colorado. He was brought in as a quarterback, but he was such a great athlete when he was uh, when it, when he was uh, playing receiver in, in practice. They said, "Wow, this guy this guy is a weapon. We have to we have to use him." And and, and he was part of the Steelers' uh, run to the Super Bowl in in '95. That Super Bowl thirty team he, he he not only played quarterback but he but he but he played receiver he lined up in the backfield he punted he did everything and he earned he earned his uh, nickname slash that year i think i think it was myron cope that that named him that i think it was myron 
quarterback slash receiver slash running back slash punter, you name it. But by 97, he was the starting quarterback here and, and he took him to the, it, it was a, it was a roller coaster season as far as his personal performance was, was concerned. Uh, Brian, Anthony Davis and I, we've, we've done our share of a retro shows about that 97 season. It was a fun season and, and, uh, but he had his ups and downs, but ultimately he led them to the AFC championship game. Unfortunately, he came up short. Steelers came up short in the in, in that game against the Broncos at Three River Stadium. And I don't know, from that point on, uh, Cordell kind of fell out of favor with the fans. He went from being the toast of the town. That 98, uh, that summer of 98, I, I remember being out and about, and I probably mentioned this before. And everywhere you looked, there were slash number 10 jerseys everywhere you went that summer. But by 98, by, by the start of that regular season, um, the fans turned on him. I mean, they, they turned on him and they turned on him quickly and it was, it was pretty ugly. And, you know, these rumors got started, um, that had to do with his sexuality and, and, and being arrested at Shenley park. And it turned out that none of this was true. And, uh, you know, if this happened today, I think Cordell, whether it was true or not, he would have a lot more support about his sexuality as far as, uh, people saying, well, why are you trying to use that as against him as a weapon? You know, whereas back then it was a different time in the late nineties and, and, and the people that started these rumors, they did so because they wanted to try to hurt him and ruin his career. And, and, and I can guess, you know, any number of reasons why uh, it had to do with race. It had to do with the fact that the Steelers had come up short so many times in the nineties. Uh, you know, they, they, they came close to winning the Super Bowl many times, but they just always came up short at the end. And I'm sure that has something to do with it. But it was a really, if you remember the late 90s, and I lived, I've, I've always lived in Pittsburgh, and I, I was here then. It was quite an ugly time. And people think social media age is bad. But I think if social media existed back then, Cordell would have had a much easier time because it would have been a lot easier to refute some of these rumors and, and, and stories regarding him. But back then, uh, you know, it was it was it was a, really a perfect storm for Cordell as far as uh, everything that happened with him. Uh, at those '90s teams, I think they were at the tail end of of, of being competitive because they lost so many free agents uh, year after year. They lost uh, so, uh, so many pivotal free agents that, that that made them competitive. And by the time Cordell took over, I think they were on their last leg. And they had a pretty good defense. They had Yancey Thigpen. They had Jerome Bettis. They had an okay offensive line, but Overall, the team wasn't nearly as strong as it was uh, in Cowers' earlier years, 92, 93, 94, certainly the 95 team. It wasn't nearly – the core of that team wasn't nearly as strong. And uh, I think b between that and, and, and Chan Gailey leaving as, the, as, as Cordell's first coordinator and, and becoming the coach of the Cowboys, and I think it all just sort of uh, came together in a bad way for him and, and – and, you know, he was 25, 26 years old. He's the same age as me. So I could, I could relate what to at least a little bit to what it's like trying to, trying to start a career, trying to uh, become your own person and, and trying to make it on your own. And, and the one thing I couldn't relate to is having an entire city uh, believing these, these rumors about you and, 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 and for whatever reason, using, creating these rumors because they were unhappy with your play on the football field. And um, as it turned out, uh, Cordell went to Dan Rooney, and he was a very powerful man, obviously. And 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 according to Cordell, uh, 
Mr. Rooney found out that this rumor was started by a police officer. Now, what was going through this guy's mind that started this rumor is beyond me. But I think it's a it's a lesson in in because it I mean it, it it was it was never this wasn't true. He was never arrested. None of that ever happened. But the rumor uh, took on a life of its own, and, and it followed Cordell. And I was just getting into the internet back then, and people in other cities. And this is remember this was a decade before social media, and people in other cities. Like I'd be talking to people in chat rooms back then, when you felt like a loser for being in the chat room. Now the whole world's a chat room. Everything's a chat room. This this is the chat room. Facebook's a chat room. But back then, being in chat rooms was was seen as like a uh, uh, what a loser would do. So that's why I did it in my twenties because I, I didn't have any money. But anyway, but people would, would 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 say to me, "What's up with these rumors? What's Stuart your quarterback? What's going on there?" So it wasn't just a citywide thing. People everywhere uh, uh, were aware of these rumors about Stuart, and um, you know. It, for him to try to try to uh, for, for somebody to, to, to create the, these rumors, I think it's again, it's a lesson in in uh, taking a football game far too seriously. Um, and I think that's that that's it's it's if you if you're so invested in a football team or any team of any sport that you're going to try to ruin somebody's life, then you have some serious issues. I don't care if you're a police officer, a doctor, who you are. If you're if you're Joe the mechanic from Blanox, you have some serious issues and you need to get your priorities straight. So whatever was going through this cop's brain, I hope he's in a better place today because he certainly had a he certainly needed to be in a better place. He certainly needed to find a way to become a better human being because that was awful. And you know, Cordell in this article, he talked about how everybody had a story about how they heard it from a cop. And I had two different people who said that, oh yeah, my cousin is a cop and he told me that that this is true. He knows for a fact, like my boss at work told me this and my brother told me this. So it's, it's funny how groupthink works even back then before social media, how you can get an entire community to sort of think the same way and believe the same things. And, and even if there's no evidence. So, uh, but, but I think uh, Cordell made some good points in this article. He, he had a, when you really look at it, if you, if you, if you uh, examine his, uh, what, five, six years here as the starting quarterback off and on, he had a good run. I mean, he, he took him to two AFC title games. Yes, he lost. They lost both at home, and, and, and that sucks. But I think, you know, I've been a fan for 41 years. And if I only glean happiness from Super Bowls, well, I've only been happy three times because I've only seen him win three of them since I started watching. So, uh, the point is he, he created some great memories here. And, and I think another lesson is we should, we should embrace some of these athletes that, that, uh, had some good runs here. They just, they just didn't win titles and Cordell was one of them. And another one is uh, Neil O'Donnell. I mean, I know it's a, it's, it's taboo to say, but he's only one of three quarterbacks to ever take Pittsburgh to a Super Bowl. And, you know, he might as well have been, uh, uh, a ball boy when he was here. I mean, nobody wants him back. Nobody, he, he has no association whatsoever with the organization. And I don't know if that's, if that's, if it's a two-sided thing, maybe he doesn't want to come back and, and, and embrace the organization in any kind of way. But it, it, it's just, it's just sad that these guys, I mean, they bring, they bring us so many great memories. Uh, but you know, if they come up short of a title, then we kind of try to forget about them unless they're an all time great, like a Rob Woodson or something. And then it's, or a Dramani Dawson. And then we obviously uh, 
fun. So, you know, if you, if you hadn't had, had a chance to check that article out, please do. Cause it's a, it's a fantastic article. And I think it brings to the light a lot of what was going on with the team in the late nineties. And it was a really crazy, crazy time here. And I don't remember, I was a teenager in the eighties and there were some ugly times here then. So I don't know uh, what made the eighties different than the late nineties. Cause the eighties, I don't, I don't remember a lot of this stuff going on then as far as these rumors and, and the, the angst within the community about the team. But the late nineties, there was a lot of angst with this team uh, involving the community. Like if you listen to the talk shows, the post game shows, I mean, so many calls they had to drop from uh, who knows what they were saying, especially about Stewart. It was just a really ugly, ugly time here. And it was, it was, uh, you know, people think now you know, with social media, everything's blown out of proportion, but, uh, but back then it was, it was, it was, it was really bad. And I have a $5 super chat from, from just me. And she thinks, do you think he was a, if he, if, if he meaning Cordell was a quarterback today as a running quarterback, he'd do good. Well, I think he, as he said in the article, he kind of helped change the game and change the perception of, of quarterbacks, you know, him along with guys like, like Randall Cunningham and, and Michael Vick, you know, I mean, I, mean, I think Cunningham and Vick were obviously better than Stewart, but, but, you know, if you see what, what's going on today, with quarterbacks in the NFL, it's a lot of RPO. And a lot of people think Ben Roethlisberger can't be a good quarterback in today's NFL because of the way they're asking quarterbacks to play. I mean, everybody does just about every, every quarterback in the NFL now is like an RPO kind of quarterback. You know, you look at, um, well, Tom Brady's a bad example, but you look at, at Patrick Mahomes, he's the other quarterback in the Super Bowl, and, and, and he's, he's an RPO. And he doesn't really run all that often, but when he, when he has to, he can. You know, so I think – I think if Cordell played today, I mean, you know, he had issues with accuracy and everything, and, and, and there's no question about that. But but if he was playing today, he'd, he'd probably be accepted more, and people wouldn't be asking him to switch to receiver like they did back then. You know, uh, it's funny how people say, and, and Cordell mentions this in, in his, his – uh, and by the way, thank you for the $5 Super Chats. It's just me. It was very generous of you. I always appreciate that. But Cordell mentioned in, in his uh, article that he saw Mr. Rooney at, at – at Jerome Bettis' uh, Hall of Fame induction and Jerome's, or I'm sorry, Mr. Rooney said, if you would have been a receiver, you would be inducting you right now, you know, and I think a lot of people believe that, and, I, and it's nothing against Mr. Rooney, but I, I don't know. Uh, Cordell's sample size, as far as a receiver, was so small. Uh, I don't know how you can make a de determination. I mean, in a lot of ways, you could say he he ca caught the, uh, the league by surprise, and maybe if they had time to prepare for him as an actual receiver, they might have... Uh, shut down what he could do, what he could do well. But, you know, that's what a lot of people do in a tar and you can't disprove it. A lot of people just talk in absolutes, you know, mostly to fans and the media, but even Mr. Rooney, you know, I'm sure he was trying to compliment Cordell, but you know, as he said in the article, I wanted to be a quarterback and you know, he, maybe he wasn't the greatest quarterback ever. He certainly wasn't, but he had a nice little career for himself. And, and, and as he said in the article, he did it his way, him and Frank Sinatra. So if you ever, again, please check that out. And, uh, wow, I can't believe I rambled on on that with that topic for so long. Obviously, it was a very important topic to me. It's a, it was a very important time in my life. Uh, Cordell and I are the same age. You know, you know, we're late 40s. He, he mentioned in the article he's 48. I'm 48. So I can really relate to, uh, again, a lot of things that were that he was going through, at least as a person, maybe not as a football player, but as a person as far as trying to find your way in your mid twenties and you're expected to be on, you're on your own and you're expected to have all the answers, or at least you think you are. And, uh, in his case, he had a, again, he had, he had 
whole different set of problems that that than an ordinary citizen like me would never even dream of having to deal with. So again, please check that article out. You can find it just about anywhere. I think it, it's it's all over the internet. So you can I found it on YouTube. You can find it. Just just Google Cordell Stewart, and I'm sure you'll find it. So on that note, I think I'll I'll uh, end this part of the show and the uh, first half of, of of this edition of. Steelers Friday night six pack and I will uh, I will uh, uh, be back in a few seconds uh, with part two. Uh, if you're on, on on YouTube or Facebook, I'm obviously not going anywhere. I just stick stick around. Uh, I'll be right back. But if you're listening on 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 the audio version, please download part two of uh, this episode of Steelers Friday night six pack. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.